Yeah, but no, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when you have a Roomba, sometimes you come home and it's not as dark. So you, so you have to begin to, you know, you have to start looking for it. Like, oh, okay, where where is it? And I remember, I remember, I remember you told me you were like, uh, you know, eventually it's gonna de- it's gonna decide <laughs> to clean the house and has to remove the ultimate source of the filth. Yeah, that is that is straight logic from Isaac Asimov's <laughs> iRobot. Is <laughs> that you make robots that protect humans, and they realize that the most dangerous things to humanity is free will, mm-hmm. and they imprison all of us because that's the only way to truly protect us. Yeah, to eliminate us. Yeah, that's yeah. right. To, to, to end cleaning, yeah. That's right. The only way to stay to clean the is to remove the, the so source. The source, of dirt. yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the penultimate. The penultimate episode of, of, of Twin Takes, uh, episode 18, in which we watched and will discuss part 17 of Twin Peaks Season 3, The Return. I'm Kabir. I'm with my David Lynch Sherpa, Garrett, as always. Garrett, how are you? I'm doing very well, but I'm disappointed you took my uh, my word of the day. I even thought about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to lead with the penultimate, but uh, you stole it from me, so... I mean, it's the correct word to use. What do you want me to? What do you want me to do? I know, I know, but that's, that's, that's our role, you know. You're the you're the David Lynch guy, and I'm the vocabulary guy. We're we're already starting at, uh, <laughs> at with blows. I know, I know. These two always at loggerheads. That's right. Um, I'll tell you, I uh, I I think uh, we had. I don't know if I, I probably cut it, but but um, <laughs> we've mentioned before. You mentioned how you always uh, have a have a beer or something when when recording yeah. or when watching. Yep. And I always say no, no. I I I, rem- I maintain my sobriety so I can stay laser focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled. I opened the beer for this one because. Oh no! This- <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I made it to the penultimate episode. Uh, this is this was was just garbage. Um, how dare you? There were. Ugh, it's it's honestly it's worse than than the other Sound and Lights show episode. Episode what was it? What was it? Part seven, I think. Eight. Part eight. Part eight. Because this one, we just came off, you know, a high. I was on a runner's high of 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 action and yeah, yeah. and story and rise, rising action, denouement, moving to the conclusion. You know. You know, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because I can't wait to hear what you think about the next episode. Oh. Most people watched including me watched I mean not 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 this time but the first go around yeah it was aired back to back so everyone saw this episode and then the one we're gonna watch next week mm, okay. and all of the reviews I read um, today written back in 2017 they all opened with well the first hour <laughs> makes a lot of sense has a lot of logic oh my god all comes together no and then episode 18 <laughs> so keep that in the back of your mind because oh, this no. is this is the friendly fan service episode oh. that builds to the the best um the best hour of television history that's incredibly disappointing to hear yep yep oh man uh all right well let's let's start so we, we start with uh gordon cole uh uh, played by David Lynch and, and Miguel Ferrer and uh, Tammy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it's it seems like it's right after the scene where where uh, they shot Laura Dern's character Diane. Yeah. Her her talpa. Yeah. Um, Gordon is looking at his gun and he's like, "I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it." And uh, <laughs> Miguel Ferrer, we start strong. Miguel Ferrer says, "Hey, you're going soft in your old age." And uh, David Lynch uh, thinks it's appropriate after he just shot the doppelganger <laughs> of his longtime uh, associate yeah. uh, to make an erection joke. Well, yeah. He says, I haven't gone soft where it counts. Yeah, not where, I think he said, not where it counts, buddy. Yeah. Very um And then Tammy's, proud, Tammy's like kind of like, ha ha, oh, fun work banter. Uh, you guys shot the woman that you've been working with yeah. and her body disappeared into nothingness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they, then they, then they, uh, they pour some red wine and they toast to the FBI, to the bureau. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Following a quick little um, sexual harassment in the office place. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, and then, and then, as has been the case, you know, for the last third of these parts, you know, every so often, uh, David Lynch's character usually, or sometimes it's Miguel Ferrer, will just dump some backstory. And he, he dumps some backstory here. He says to mm. Miguel, you know, I've even been hiding something from you. Yeah, this is huge. And I have to tell you something. I was working with Briggs, and I'll, and I'll, I'll paraphrase. Feel free to, to, to jump in if I'm skipping something you think is important. Okay. But um, basically he says that Briggs uh, discovered what I interpret to be basically pure evil. Uh, and he called the entity, and I really hated this. He called the entity, uh, or, or he said the entities in ancient times it was referred to as Jow Day, which of course became Judy. Judy, yeah, yeah, Judy. So the references to Judy, which I, I guess, very stupidly assumed was a woman, was actually a reference to I don't know some sort of mystical evil entity, Jow Day. No, no, I think Judy's a woman. Judy's, Judy's still a woman? woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least takes the, I don't know, other side of the coin to Bob. Um, but, if, but if, if Bob is a man, then Judy is a woman. But they're both evil. Mm-hmm. Have we seen Judy before? Judy's been mentioned. There, yeah, there's, Judy's been mentioned, but uh, I mean, there's debates. No one's quite sure what Judy is. Is Judy uh, that thing <laughs> in in episode eight that vomited out Bob? Do you remember that thing? Or the um, the the creature <laughs> that appears in the in the box? In part I, okay. one, so I assumed, and uh, I, I guess it, I'm wrong. I, it, I assumed is Sarah Palmer that, is is Laura's mother? Is she Judy? These are all questions that people debate about. Sarah Palmer, uh, Laura's mom. Wait, well, hold on. Isn't yeah. uh, isn't that the character from Terminator? Uh, oh, that's Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was wait like a why minute. does that sound so right? Wait a minute. Twin Peaks just got amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm on board. Well, we have time travel. I don't want to now, jump ahead. Now I'm on board. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's all about preventing judgment day. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> Sarah Palmer and her son, John Palmer. <laughs> uh, That's right. I'm upset because that would be so much, just so much better. But no. All right. So I assumed that uh, Judy or Jow Day was was in fact the nightmare creature from part one. Yeah, I think that's possible. Yeah, that, but that didn't seem like a woman to me. That seemed like an entity. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I'm with you. It's not. Okay, so is it? Is I, it... I, I think it's a woman in a very. No, it's it's definitely you know it's it's. Okay, so it's it's the thing that's that's inhabiting, Mrs. Palmer. Yeah, probably. It's the thing that we think could be inhabiting, uh, Mrs. Palmer. So if that the, makes the, sense. the the okay yeah all right the um I get all that the 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 thing is that when he said Jow Day it made it sound like he was referring to like I don't know like a like a like a Babylonian demon yeah, yeah. that over time its name has become like anglicized which is fine <laughs> but the fact that it became Judy and the entire series or, or season people have been like is that Judy's phone number well you can't call you know a Babylonian demon <laughs> why not why why can't um, I mean you can call a Babylonian demon in the Babylonian days but you know well, you could you could, 1999 know, like... you can yeah you can text them you can, you can t9 them sure why not t9 <laughs> You think uh, you think Jow Day is up in is down in hell with its uh, with its Nokia mobile phone playing Snake yeah, playing for snake. T nine texts yeah yeah Jow Day's quick with those thumbs well yeah, yeah. We texting at the be. back back of class uh, you know looking up not not even having to look at the little the little That's buttons right. uh, well I'm still mad about that but fine so now Jow Day has become Judy it is a little goofy I, I agree That's that's uh, strange but okay. Uh, and then <laughs> I didn't record any audio but for this episode, but I thought this is the one part I thought would be funny was uh, Gordon <laughs> is saying uh, David Lynch is saying uh, you know Briggs was looking for him, for for Judy and then disappeared Jeffries uh, who doesn't really exist anymore, which is a really funny way to describe <laughs> the the blase in which he talks about people existing or what planes they exist on is really funny. Yeah. Uh, Jeffries doesn't exist anymore. was also onto, onto Judy, onto the trail of Judy and then disappeared. The last thing that Cooper told me was that if I disappear, do everything you can to find me. It's a fair request. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and then he says he got a call. Uh, David Lynch says he got a call from Ray Monroe, who was an informant. Yeah. 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 And he's and Ray Monroe was the one who told him, uh, "I'm looking for coordinates." Or sorry, sorry that uh, that that Dark Coop was looking for coordinates. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting is uh, first, first of all, the 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 whole aspect of what David Lynch is saying is is that he's like Miguel. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you this. I had to keep it from you. I don't really understand why. Uh, yeah, I know this feels like information that could have been shared. Yeah, they were sharing quite a bit. Right, and even if you didn't share it back then i think once ray monroe calls you because i mean look if 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 coop disappeared 25 years ago yeah and it's been a cold case and then all of a sudden it heats up i think that's when you start sharing some of this information because basically what 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 david lynch goes on to say is that he believes that this has all been part of coop prime's plan right and that he thinks that the plan is, is revealing itself but he's not entirely sure and so if he thinks that there's a plan that's unfolding, he should have shared it with Miguel, I think. I agree. Maybe he was trying to keep his source, his informant, and from Ray. From Miguel Ferrer? From, from Miguel, yeah. Now that he knows that Ray's been killed, you know, the, the, the check-ins have gone silent. Now he's like, okay, now I can, I can share this information. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the only explanation is that he doesn't fully trust Miguel Ferrer. Well, you know. Maybe he doesn't. Who's to say who is who is and who is not a tulpa? 
That's true. I mean, Jeffries, who doesn't even exist anymore, really. Yeah, he's a teapot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, and this also bothered me. He says, well, if, if this is Cooper's plan, why isn't he called in yet? Right then, the phone rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the hospital. Nope. It's the it's the FBI agents, the, the incompetent Las Vegas Bureau uh, agents. They found Cooper, but they lost him. <laughs> Bushnell shows up and says, I have a message for Gordon Cole. And the message is, this is Coop. It's 2.53 in Las Vegas, and that adds up to 10, the number of completion. Mm-hmm. So some weird FBI code. <laughs> yeah, uh, who knows? Weird Twin Peaks numbers. 2 plus 5 plus 3 adds up to 10. Yeah. So that, that's that's a thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, later on when they're at the station, it will be 2.53 on the clock. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what that means. Maybe I missed that. That's a good point. point. Okay. Yeah. But we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. There was another point in the, in this season where the time mattered. Yeah. Um, when Cooper went through the light socket, I believe yeah. it was also close to two fifty three. Um, so that's strange too. You'll find these numbers throughout the show. I, I, I don't like it. I feel like it's a rabbit hole that you can never escape out of okay but but there's something there but i don't know i'm saving that for the third the third re- rewatch <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so basically this this ends with david lynch being very confident that coop is back they got to go to twin peaks and then they head out mm-hmm. uh important scene the hotelier brother gets a phone call that his his high brother was found in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I know. Pretty swanky place. I, I thought I had the same thought. Yeah. yeah. yeah must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's it. Uh, well, he's fine. He's he's naked, but fine, which yeah. I think closes the book on. Oh, is that it for them? Is that the end of their character journey? Uh, I, I certainly for yeah for the high brother. Yeah, I think that's. So as as you as you mentioned, the most important character in Twin Peaks comes to a close. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm sure when uh, when Disney buys the rights to Twin Peaks, we'll get a whole Disney Plus show about uh, the High Brother. Oh, that w- that would be good. It'll like be called Jackson weird... Hole. It'll just yeah. be his his journeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovable, getting into hijinks. <laughs> Let's see. Dark Coop is walking through the woods. He's following the coordinates. Mm-hmm. I guess at some point he got the correct coordinates. Mm-hmm. Um, and he arrives at the site where uh, they found the um, the blind woman. Yeah. And where the sky vortex opened up. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, sky vortex opens up. He kind of disappears. Uh, how to describe what we see? Um, he, he's in the he's in the same room. I can't remember what we called it. Um, People online call it the White Lodge. It's the same place that we saw the giant in yeah. episode eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's black and white. It's um, black and white. Major Briggs's head is floating there. Right. right? That's Major yep. Briggs, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's motionless. Uh, so I don't actually see Dark Coop in there. I see the giant. And yeah. he's, he's, it's like he's got an Xbox Connect. He's waving his hand in front of the screen and he's moving what appears to be a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, yeah, he's there. Dark Coop is there. He's on the left. He's caged. He's been tricked. 
dark Koop has. Um, he's hovering on the left. Oh, he's in that cage? Okay, I couldn't really tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that cage, and Major Briggs is on the right. So the implication is that all of the forces of good have conspired to get Dark Coop locked up and sent somewhere. Yeah, so they send him... Uh, okay, they put him in a cage, and they send him to uh, Twin Peaks uh, Sheriff's Department. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's walking up, and uh, the hero... The unlikely hero of our story, uh, Andy, mm-hmm. the dumbest man in Twin Peaks, <laughs> shows up. And you know what? I was actually very happy because because he showed up and he was like, so he so he and everyone, you know, haven't seen the real coop. Yeah. Uh, at least the sheriff is smart enough to know that that they're looking for two coops and that this would be this is unusual. Yeah. But Andy is like, hey, coop, it's good to see you. You know, look it all over for you. Yeah, very excited. Sure. And and Dark Coop stops and looks at him, and for a second. I thought that he was just going to shoot and kill Andy, right? I know, there. I know. And I was, uh, I was so ready for it. But I, I, I thought, I thought he's going to do it. You, I think that's the intention. I think he considers it, right? But is like, no, I should go in, kind of thing, right? I think that's. I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So Andy brings him in. Mm-hmm. Of course, Dark Coop, we established earlier, has all the memories of Coop Prime, and mm-hmm. so he knows all these people. Yep. Uh, he doesn't know the sheriff because, for whatever reason, the sheriff is the brother of the sheriff. Mm-hmm. I was really proud of myself. Even though I'm not a true Twin Peaks fan, I knew that... Uh, so what happens is he comes in yep. and they sit down and they say... And, he's, and, he say, and he sits him down in the sheriff's office and Andy says, uh, uh, Agent Cooper, can I get you some coffee? And Dark Coop says, no, no, thank you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, I yelled out at the screen, oh, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you could feel the air go out of the room. Everyone knew. Yeah, Sheriff yeah. Truman was, you know, suspicious because he's he's the only one who's in, encountered Dark Coop at this point who knows that there are probably two Coopers because the yes. only other ones are Hawk and Bobby. Um, Andy and Lucy are not aware, um, which is good. I mean, this needs to <laughs> I don't trust them with that kind of information. Right. right. Um, so I, I did like the the scene where. Uh, Dark Coop and and the sheriff uh, are sitting there talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that the sheriff is suspicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Old Shark Eyes comes rolling in. Yeah, you, you that's, got, right, that's right. You, yeah, you got to do a double take. Like this is the guy everyone loved. <laughs> yeah, he's got his crazy hair and his black eyes. <laughs> Doesn't want coffee. Yeah, no. The side of good. pure evil. Yeah. Uh, Andy has a vision of what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of would have preferred it if like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of wish that Andy. Uh, I don't mind that he was kind of the hero of the next couple events, but uh-huh. I, I think it would have made more sense as like him in his good nature doing certain things, and by coincidence he saves everyone, as opposed to him receiving like a prophecy and then becoming like a man of action. Yeah, it like changed yeah. his character, you know. No, but we've already seen his true character revealed. He's, no, it's not. It's not his. He true saves. Character. He saves no. the woman who is cut up and naked in the forest. This. This is what. This is what I disagree with. <laughs> is it's the true Andy emerging? No, it's not because you you can't have a character. Even his his wife doesn't just doesn't recognize the way he's acting. He's never acted like that. Yeah. Well, and then he's, suddenly he's... he gets he gets pulled up into the sky vortex, and he's like a man on a mission. 
And then he suddenly becomes dumb again for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a prophecy and he's like, hey, he walks by his wife and he's like, an important call is about to come in. But he's too dumb to really say that. So he's just like, important phone call, important phone call, and then walks away. And walks away, yeah. Uh, anyway, what happens is the phone rings. It's Cooper. She transfers it to the sheriff. She says it's an important call. The sheriff picks up the phone. He says, hey, it's Agent Cooper. And I wish they had just kept the subtlety of Dark Coop not wanting coffee and having that been the clue. But he, but Cooper's on the phone and he's like, hey, it's it's Agent Cooper. Get ready for coffee or something. something <laughs> no, he says, like yeah, he does his like, you know, classic Dale Cooper, something to the effect of. Uh, Break like, out the coffee. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm coming down and get that coffee hot and ready. You yeah. know, like really, <laughs> just really, you know, like 110% just. Yeah. It was, all it was American. a little much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, there is a cool moment where you see the sheriff. It dawns on the sheriff that he's talking to the wrong coop. They both reach for their weapon, but mm-hmm. Lucy, Lucy shoots uh, Dark Coop and kills him. Yep. Uh, I am surprised that she had a gun this whole time. I thought she was just a receptionist. <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe that's how it goes. Maybe she's, you know, she's got a concealed carry. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Maybe she's security. She's got a concealed carry. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, that's uh, a good point. The real question yeah, is, where the real question is gun, once yeah. later on, we'll see Dark Coop's body disappear. Mm-hmm. Does she have to go to jail for murder? That's usually how it goes. That's how, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah the, that, the FBI caught a body. Someone's going to jail. We don't care yeah. if it is. <laughs> if it's pure evil or not, uh, you're going away forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, so she shoots Dark Coop. Yep. So downstairs, um, downstairs. Remember, we have uh, we have the blind uh, woman from another dimension. Yep. Who can only make <laughs> what sounds like like monkey sounds. Right, like high pitched squeals and stuff. Yeah. There's the weird, drunk, bloody whatever, like disintegrating man. Mm-hmm. Who can only mimic things and repeat phrases? Yeah, is his story done? Because uh, I thought that he was some sort of manifestation of evil. He's just a shitty, disintegrating human. I think so. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, no, what about I the think... whole thing with the women in the bar where where they describe a man who yeah. showed up and then went to prison, and we we were making that connection that it was him. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think, I think that might be, there might be something there. I think it, like we talked about, I think it might be the Twin Peaks and the Twin Peaks. I think there might be a whole sub story where this guy is like a more conventional kind of Bob figure or something. Um, and okay, he just, but, but yeah, beyond that, I think, I think we should just treat him like, like, yeah, like you said, like a shitty guy stuck in the, the drunk tank. Yeah, and then at one point he he takes off his bandage and like reveals his sores. I yeah. thought maybe you know I was all, I've been watching this show for you know close to three months now. I thought he was going <laughs> to rip off his face and reveal something. I, I don't know. Yeah, blackness. Yeah, just just he's just a shitty guy. It's very yeah. disappointing. Uh, but so Chad sees that he went to sleep. Chad is in the jail, um, for which crimes we don't know. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're drug slinging uh, well hey I'm still waiting to hear what the charges are <laughs> uh, we, we, he just knows what he did and that's enough yeah that's um, right 
And then we also have uh, James and uh, what's this other, what's this guy with the glove? Freddie? I think that's right. Yeah, I think that, that might be his name. He, he's yeah, the... Freddie. It, it, it's Freddie, yeah. Okay. So, um, and James, also innocent. Why is he in the jail? We don't know. Completely. Um, so Chad waits for the drunk guy who has line of sight on him to go mm-hmm. to sleep. And he reveals that he, in his boot, has a key, which is pretty, uh, pretty handy for my boy Chad. Yeah, it's good thinking ahead. Yeah, he knows he's going to get arrested. <laughs> so he's got the key to the cell and to the gun locker yeah. uh, in his boot. Um, so he takes out those, uh, those keys. He lets himself out. He goes to the gun locker. Uh, around, he's in the gun locker. Uh, around the time that Dark Coop shows up at the prison, the, the blind woman starts freaking out. Obviously, she feels the reverberations of evil approaching. And at the time that Chad is getting the gun out, um, that's when Andy has yelled at Lucy to answer the phone, and he comes downstairs. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know why, but he's been told by the prophecy that he has to be down here. Mm-hmm. So he comes down here, and Chad pulls out a gun on him, and he's like, stupid Andy, uh, you know, always the hero, which, I, I mean, I don't see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Uh, He's like Andy. Yeah, you're Chad's, such an Chad's, Chad's, Chad's a little jealous of Andy. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he's, he's he's clearly about to kill him. I, I yeah, I think he even uh, says he's going to put something right between his eyes. Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah he makes it very clear that he's about to shoot him, which and, seems like um, he's escalating things pretty quickly. I mean, he's looking at like five to ten, right? Not. Uh, I mean, not hey, I don't know because I don't know why he's in jail. <laughs> Maybe now maybe now the thing that the he knows that he did wrong was was you know murder. Oh, or that's true. Something. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Chad's attorney, I can't advise him because I don't know what the charges are. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I'm sure Chad. I probably. I think what he should do is just escape to Canada and just live live the life of lawlessness that Canada yeah. provides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a post-apocalyptic <laughs> Mad Max society of, of north of the border of Canada, yeah, Manitoba. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, what he should do is just tell Andy to maybe get in the cell and lock him up or mm-hmm. something, but he, he says he's going to kill him. Uh, Freddy, the British guy who has the garden glove that grants him uh, superpowers. Superpowers, sure. Super strength. Um <sighs> God, I hate this. Uh, um, uh, clenches his fist and punches the cell door open. Yep. And the cell door slams into uh, Chad and knocks him out. Yep. Incapacitates him. Yep. So Andy handcuffs him and says, everyone has to go upstairs. So he gets everyone out of the cells. Uh, he leaves the trunk guy, right? Of course. He does leave him, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He definitely says everyone has to go upstairs. But he, he, he does say that, yeah. Leaves the trunk guy. The, trunk uh, guy. Yeah. The, the blind woman he had put there for her own protection, obviously a bad call, but mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense that he wants to take her. He is taking uh, Freddie, who did basically almost murder two people earlier. Yeah. Or, or uh, put them in comas or something. Assault two people. Right. Assault, uh, assault with a deadly weapon, if you count, you know. Yeah. To use the um, the Con Air process. Con Air, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to get those things registered, yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right. For fans of the podcast that don't know, in Con Air, uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, who's a former Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. uh, is arrested. 
because the prosecution maintains that even though he was just defending himself, in the process of defending himself against armed attackers, he beat them up so hard, and it might it should be considered uh, murder because his his hands are effectively weapons in the eyes of the law. Yeah. Yep. So the the Con Air School of Jurisprudence uh, has made it to to Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, evidently, the landmark case of People v. Cage ruled <laughs> that if you beat up people really hard, you have to go to jail for murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you still get uh, out like after seven years. So that's right, with good behavior. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, these people that were in jail all go upstairs. Coop Prime has arrived along with his. Uh, criminals, uh, friends, <laughs> the Belushi brothers. Uh, the gang's all here. I don't think that uh, Cole has arrived yet. Has the FBI arrived? No, I don't think so. I think they come in a few minutes later. Yeah. So at this point now, Dark uh, Dark Coop's body's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Coop Prime arrives soon after the people from the jail cell arrive. And a little bit later, the Belushi brothers get out of the car and arrive as well. They're all watching what's about to happen. Dark Coop has, you know, his amazing insurance policy. Yep. Uh, the uh, homeless men that repair his body mm-hmm. have just shown up on the scene. And they're doing their weird medical procedure of po- poking him and rubbing their bloody hands all over his face. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bob, the sphere of, of evil, emerges from his body like it did last yeah. time. Yep, yep. Last time Dark Coop died, the sphere was happy. And it went up into, didn't it leave his body and, and disappear? No, no. It kind of peeked out, but then it went back in. Oh, okay. It peeked right. out. It smiled at Ray, and then it went back in. Bob the Sphere comes out. It's looking around. It's angry. It atta- It sees Coop Prime, and it attacks him. Mm-hmm. And when you get attacked by a sphere of evil, it basically just flies into you and bludgeons you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is... Of of all the of all the things I, I imagine myself accusing David Lynch of, a lack of imagination uh, was not going to be one of them. But the the fact that 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 a, I mean, it, obviously it's a physical sphere, but to me it's been a representation of pure evil. The yeah. fact that when it attacks you, it just hits you in the face and you get a you get a bloody nose because it's broken your nose. Like that that's, uh, I mean, I mean it's kind of cutting them somehow. <laughs> why does why does evil do physical harm to people? Why doesn't it do like psychic or psychological uh, damage to people? Why doesn't it like attack your soul? Why does it attack your body? It doesn't make any sense. I think it is. I think, I think that's this is the warm up. First, it destroys the body, and then it, and then it gets the soul. Come on. Yeah, that that was coming. That was part two. We didn't, but you know, we're gonna. That's like if a ghost appeared. Yeah, yeah. And then just punch you in the face. <laughs> well, ghosts kill people, don't they? They don't kill, they don't kill people. They just scare them. They just do like psychological games. I think that I think they well, it depends no, on, I think on they can which kill. kind of ghosts you're talking about. But I, usually I think they can kill. It's usually not physical though. They usually don't physically attack. I don't know. I mean, I fought ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a mental battle when I fight the ghosts. I mean, I I, I know you want your Dragon Ball Z moment. <laughs> Where the where the blue light is against the red light. Yeah, you know, yeah, there. that's right, that's right, that's what I want. But uh, no, so the sphere, very uh, dumb is the only way I can describe it. It, it very dumbly, 
sees what it hates and just flies into it over and over again to try to to try to incapacitate or kill Coop Prime. Yeah. And so then I, I I didn't like the sphere. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with the sphere. What's coming next? I had a problem with because oh, I, I'm sure. I I thought it was pretty affecting. The lights get dimmed. There's all this like screeching violin music. You're not quite sure what's happening. It, it's actually kind of it's like a bit of a psycho kind of element. Well, here, here's what shot. here's what I would expect, right? Is the sphere sees its target, yeah, and it uh, it 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 goes after Coop Prime and it like mentally attacks him, okay, and it should try to corrupt him and he should have to, he should try to resist with his will. No, this is just uh, like a quick. I mean, I, I kind of like my, oh. my my psycho reference. It's just like, it's just like a screaming because it's not. It's it's kind of unclear what's happening. Like at least a lot to the imagination. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> I don't I don't pretend to have a command of what's what's going on. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's just anyway. slamming. It just slam. It just slams into yes. Cooper once, knocks it's, him over. It's bludgeoning him. People are screaming. Everyone's kind of looking like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and Freddie's like, "Hey." Almost, almost is like, hey, pick out someone your own size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got that vibe. And uh, you what, mate? Yeah, it's got kind of a yeah. And uh, and then it starts attacking Freddie mm-hmm. and beats him up a little bit. And then Cooper, uh, you know, it's kind of unclear what he knows and what he doesn't know. He's almost omniscient now after being mm-hmm. in the uh, Black Lodge for so long, mm-hmm. but he's not quite omniscient. Um, right. He knows more than everyone else, for sure. And mm-hmm. so he says, hey, are you Freddy? Mm-hmm. And Freddy's like, yeah, and this is my purpose. <laughs> and makes a fist with his glove. Yep. And literally, literally punches evil. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, this is, this is what I've been alluding to. This has the, to, the I mean, this is, this is the dumbest thing that I've seen. I mean, it's insane. In any media, in my entire life, I mean, I mean, his super fist is punching the evil ball. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, it, it really bothers. The evil me. ball has yeah. a face in it, the face of Bob, and Bob is like, Arr! and then, yeah. and then, yeah. it, and then goes after him again, and then he, and then he gets knocked down again, and then he, and then he punches him again, yeah, and then yeah. at one point he it's really, a, it's a know, super, it's a superhero fight, is what it is. It's a boss battle. Yeah, yeah. Uh. uh and 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 for um and then and then he really revs up his fist you know cocks it back and and punches him down into the ground what into hell i guess yeah yeah yeah. this fire shoots out of the hole (laughs) right right so he beats evil back into hell Mm -hmm. which i mean this is like this is like the plot of like a Nicolas cage movie yeah 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 absolutely Uh, it's like it's like uh, I think it's Drive Angry, where um, Nicholas Cage angry. dies, goes to hell, mm-hmm. and then his daughter in er, on Earth is in trouble, and so he gets a like a like a sports car, builds a ramp, and literally drives out of hell. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Oh, that's that's gotta be our next podcast, man. Drive. Uh, what's it called? Drive angry. Drive angry. No, I haven't heard of that. I could. I could be confusing it because there's a couple different Nicolas Cage movies where he either is a hell being or escapes from hell. All right. Well, that's two Nicolas Cage. We're two for two on Nicolas Cage right now. Well, anyway, 
That's Cage. That's Cage. Uh, uh, okay, so um, <clears throat> he punches. <laughs> he punches the. He punches Evo back into to hell. serious art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back to, back to, uh, back to cable TV. Uh, the second, the second to last episode of the best TV show of all time. That's right. The guy with the gardening glove has punched the sphere of evil back into hell. Mm-hmm. It emerges out from hell. Yeah, one final time. And then he punches it again, one final time, and it, and it breaks up into shards. Yeah. And the shards kind of evaporate. Yeah. Uh, so I guess evil is defeated. So I think I, so. This this bothered me to what, no what, end. What was the what was the hero's like journey here? I mean, no, I mean it makes no sense. I, I I the only way it works in my mind is it's Lynch doing a spoof of superheroes. You say you 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 wait for twenty five years to do your. <laughs> well, it's version. not over. I mean, this uh, is I know, but but you the wait first thirty years. minutes of the two hour ending. Uh, you, you wait. You wait twenty five years to do your to tell your story of good versus evil, yeah. and you spoof the last, the last uh, part of the last episode. <laughs> the big boss fight is 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 just like a joke to you. Yeah, I think I honestly I think that's that's a yeah. I think they were like, let's just be dumb about how we get rid of Bob. All right. I I, mean, I, I think it's like this. These things, like the whole obsession with Bob, you know. Is he pure evil? Is he a character? I think you know. I think that's a way of of saying this stuff is just kind of dumb. Like it doesn't matter. But it's, it's been it's the like show. The overarching but... themes that matter. <sighs> yeah, I, I know it, it. It has been a large part of the show. Uh, uh, okay, but yeah, yeah. I I, I really I don't have again I don't have my my. My Garrett is reaching uh, slide whistle sound effect. But I'd like to play it. I'm not. I'm not kidding though. The weeks I spent. I'm sure you noticed at work. I'm sure my my productive my my, my my Garrett. How are you doing on those uh, TPS reports? You know, I just have a far off you know stare in my eyes as I'm trying to rationalize the bizarre garden glove guy fighting Bob. You know, for months on end, I'm just despondent. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it really stuck with me for a long time. Really bothered me. Yeah, so they they bludgeoned evil to death, and mm-hmm. and uh, whatever. I mean, um, I, Cooper literally yells out, "You did it, Freddie!" Yeah. Um, and then he gets out the formica ring. I'm not going to say formica. The formica ring. Not good for you. Puts it on Dark Coop, and he uh, poof disappears. Yep. Back to the back to, from to whence he came. Yep. Uh, the older Belushi brother looks at Jim Belushi and says, "Well, that's one for the grandkids." Right. <laughs> and then a uh, floating, uh, uh, transparent head yeah. of uh, Kyle McLaughlin of Cooper superimposes over mm-hmm. the rest of the scene. Yep. Um. So what's that about? I don't know. I mean, people debate this. What does this mean? So this head appears when he looks at. He looks at the blind girl, right? Yeah, he looks at the blind woman. Uh, blind I can't remember woman, if, yes. if she's if she's turned yet or not. She has not turned yet. I don't think. And um, right when he looks at her, he kind of gives her a look like, eh, "What's going on with this lady?" And that's when the the head boom. Is gets superimposed. That's when the head appears. Yeah, 
uh, it's, it's at first it's super. Uh, uh, let's say it's, it starts at like eighty uh, uh, percent uh, mm-hmm. opacity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it and then it becomes more and more transparent. Yeah, um, but it's still just barely there. It's there uh, throughout. Yeah, for throughout the rest of the scene. Yeah, um, and it's not like a still shot. It's uh, it's moving subtly. It's oh, I thought it was still. No, no, it's definitely moving. It's a single take of Kyle face. McLaughlin. Yeah. Almost like he's watching oh, boy. or or you're watching him or you're experiencing what he's experiencing. Not clear. Okay. Um, the cigarette girls show up with uh, <laughs> some food and they say, good thing we made so many sandwiches. I guess a weird reference of how many people are in the room. Uh, <laughs> Everyone laughs. Yeah. He starts, he starts to almost, he almost starts like what feels like a movie ending, like, Hercule Poirot, like, let me tell you how I solved the case, monologue. Yeah. But he doesn't really get that far in it. Um, but Gordon Cole shows up. And even in a, in a, in a Hercule Poirot style, he's like, uh, and Gordon Cole's here just in time. Like he was about to like reveal that Gordon Cole had been the killer all along or something. <laughs> um, but uh, he starts to explain, but he doesn't really get very far. He's, he, um, he puts his hand, he matches his hand up with the blind woman. And her face kind of burns up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of grotesquely, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then it becomes Diane. Yeah. It's been Diane. So Diane the whole is time. just has just taken over. Has it been Diane the whole time? Yeah, it's been Diane the whole time. Yeah, the real okay. Diane. Um. So presumably, this is what Dark Coop did to her when he created the Tulpa that we had seen previously. Not clear. Huh. I mean, it doesn't behave like her. Um, that's kind of an interesting idea. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess everyone's a little bit different, right? I, I feel like, you know, you want this to be set up as like, oh, it was dying the whole time. And you want to be feel, felt, you want to feel the sense of like, like you, you, you kind of knew that deep down somehow. And you're like, hmm. oh, it was Diane the whole time. Of course, of course. That's why she acted this way. And that's why she helped him. That's why she, you know, moved her hands the same way Diane moves her hands, whatever. There's, I mean, we've been watching this show these past few months as closely as any person can be expected to watch it. Sure, yeah. And I don't feel like I knew that it was Diane the whole time. No, 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 yeah. So. That's true. To their credit, the people on Reddit thought that it was Diane. Oh, all right. Very early in. But, uh, you know, I think that was just like a shot in the dark kind of thing. Because I yeah. never would have thought that. I, I had forgotten that. I wasn't – I kind of halfway through, I was like, oh, yeah, is this is this Diane? I didn't want to bring it up because I wasn't sure. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, there's no clue. There's there's nothing that would reveal that. She's not behaving like Diane in any sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then they have a very passionate kiss. Yeah. yeah. And I was kind of like – I got a little, you know, I felt uncomfortable. I don't think Diane is ready for that. <laughs> She's uh, the last time. I mean, yes, it's the true Cooper and she knows that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she was she was raped by a person that looked just like this guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't no, know. Kind of, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned for their relationship. <laughs> I think they need couples therapy. Yeah, no, they definitely need therapy. <laughs> a lot of people in this show need therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not from Dr. Jacoby either. Oh God! Well, he's the only one in town, right? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, maybe she could sense that this is the real Cooper. Yeah, still. I don't know. But anyway. no, you're you're right. That's going to come up later. Uh, okay. Well, so then uh, we see that the... Uh, he looks back at uh, the clock on the mm-hmm. wall. Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out, it's the same time that Cooper had left in his note for Gordon Cole, 2.53. Yeah. Right after he sees the clock, the transparent, you know, the filter... Oh God! Uh, I that's love been this. on the screen. It starts talking. I can't even t- express how much I love this. Oh, and it says, <laughs> "He says uh, we live inside a dream." Yeah. Very slowly. Yeah. Uh, like it's been it's been altered. It's not just him speaking slowly. Why do you love it so much? I don't know. It's just so strange. And what does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I love it. I, I love it the same reason I love Twin Peaks. Like it's just the kind of painting I look at, and I think, yeah, I like that. <laughs> and that, I mean, that right there—a superimposed image of Kyle MacLachlan that's been on screen for probably about five minutes, yeah. <laughs> just just staring at you, yeah. and then saying, "We live inside a dream," is just—I mean, that's—it doesn't get better. That you know, that's my. Uh, I will say it was effective because you, you kind of forgot that it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 there, but uh, and I and I remember every time that the camera moved, you would see it kind of filtering the background, and so mm-hmm. you would remember mm-hmm. that it's there, but you kind of forget. And then when he speaks, it really jars you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then so uh, Coop Prime says, "I hope I hope to see you all again." Yeah. To everyone in the room, all his friends, all the friends he made along the way, because really they're the true treasure. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then it goes dark. I think he. I think that's when he yells out Cole, and Cole yells out Coop. Yep. Um, they disappear, and then and then it, uh, it it goes dark, and then it's the three of them: Coop, Cole, and Diane. Yep. Um, are at the motel. Uh, earlier, he had asked the sheriff, Sheriff Truman, mm-hmm. for the key to the motel. His old key. His old his old room key. Yeah. Yep. So he opens it up. Uh, the one-armed man is there. We we got we have our my favorite humming going on as he walks oh, up yes. to it. The, is it is it not just electricity? It's a speci- it's that specific humming. It's that same sp- uh, specific humming, correct? Yeah, and I think it's electricity. You know, one and the same. Mm. Uh, so the one-armed man is there, and I think it's the first time that he's speaking normally, right? Yeah, that might be right. Usually, he's speaking. Uh, uh, lodged, lodge tongue. What do we call it? <laughs> <laughs> lodge tongue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was actually struck by uh, the actor speaks quite eloquently. Yeah, you know, he uh, probably did a little Shakespeare on stage. Yeah, that's exactly the vibe that I got. That he was like a Shakespearean. Can you imagine? A classically trained, you know, Shakespearean actor, and David Lynch is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, you're gonna be a one armed idiot, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you're going to." Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- retouch your voice so no one really understands what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, gonna be, and he's like, he's like, but my voice is my craft. And then he, he's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You look funny, so I'm going to use you. <laughs> uh, I know, his beautiful uh, It was really a elocution. nice, nice tomber to his voice. Yeah, you're right. Um, but he says a little poem, and, and he says something, and it ends with "Fire Walk with Me." Yeah, it's the same poem we we hear yeah. in "Fire Walk with Me." And uh, then there's an electricity explosion. Because why not? 
and then the one-armed man is taking him up some stairs. The same stairs uh, yeah. Dark Coop used when he went to visit Jeffrey's the teapot the first time. Yes. And there's more electricity and then some sort of figure with a long nose. Who is this? <laughs> so people will debate what that is. Oh, fuck. Uh, but uh yeah it's not it's not clear this figure has shown up before it looks like the child i'm sure you won't remember this but do you remember the child that was jumping around with the plague mask yes yes i do remember that and you know what's interesting and i don't know if i've mentioned this before but Mm. the the frog moth (laughs) that crawled into the little girl's mouth yeah actually had a similar to it It had a long nose like like that like that plague mask Hmm. So people think these things might be connected some way, but again, there are no easy answers. <laughs> every every like third thing that happens in this episode, you're like, well, it's a matter of debate. <laughs> Scholars to this day contest that. Uh... <laughs> it's, I mean, wait till next episode. You just wait, oh, just just wait. Uh, um. Anyway, so some weird nose Pinocchio thing passes by. They go up the stairs and they see our old friend, T. Kettle Jeffries, (laughs) says that he's going to help him uh, find Judy. Yeah. And his his, his tea kettle spouts out uh, some symbols that sort of look like the number eight. Well, no, the first symbol is the symbol that Hawk refused to tell his boss about. It was on the magic map. Oh God! Yeah. Okay. The 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 demon, the evil character. Yes, that symbol. That's right. To quote Hawk, that symbol. I'm not even going to tell you what that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's no easy yeah. answers in Twin Peaks. No, no, no. Uh, okay, so that so that must be the symbol for uh, Judy. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Yeah, possibly. So uh, Jeffries uh, shows him the symbol of Jaude or whatever symbol, and it becomes an eight. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you can go in now. Mm-hmm. And there's more electricity. And now I, I think it's all footage from Firewalk with me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I liked. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, um, interesting. I, when you, you, uh, you WhatsApped me and you said, this is ridiculous. What did you say? I said I hate uh, this. I think. <laughs> uh, you, oh, you know, you said, "Man, this blows." I thought you were. T- honestly, I thought you were talking about the fire walk with me stuff, but it makes sense. You, you must have been talking about the the Bob the, fist, the fisticuffs fight, with evil. The fisticuffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what happens is okay. He goes back in time. Uh, Jeffries T. Kale Jeffries says, "What what date?" Mm-hmm. He says February twenty third, nineteen eighty nine, which I guess is the day that Laura Palmer died. Yeah, exactly. So. Here's here's what I, I liked the idea. I thought, and, and this is this would be very ambitious. I thought that there were going to be a couple. I mean, God knows how much unexplained shit there is in that movie. But I thought um, they they do kind of explain one weird thing. Yep. Yeah, they do. But if they had done a little bit more or shown less of the movie, I would have appreciated it. It just went on a little bit too long because a lot of it was just reshoot was just more footage of the movie without any changes or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's the whole movie. I mean, I think at this point most people had keyed in on the fact that they needed to see the movie. Um, but I think they're showing a lot of it for people who haven't seen the movie have a sense of context, believe it or not. I don't know. I guess. I mean, you know, hey, if if there were 
So, all right, I should, I should, we shouldn't beat around the bush. What happens is that uh, Coop goes back in time and appears n- near uh, where Laura Palmer is. And for those diehard fans of Twin Takes, <whistles> remember back to, I think, our episode two, which is, covers the second half of, yeah. of, of Firewalk With Me. Mm-hmm. We'll remember, I mean, who knows what a younger, more naive Kabir was spending time dissecting and what he thought was unimportant and, and just, just, you know, whatever character, character development that would never be paid off. <laughs> but there's one part where she goes off to the woods with James. Yeah. I remember being on, I was like, I'm agree with James, leave this lady because she's, she's here trying to make out with her. And then she starts screaming at you. Yeah. She looks, she's looking over James's shoulder and it's revealed that it's, it's Coop in the woods that she sees. That she screams about, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that David Lynch, 25 years ago, was thinking to himself, oh, it's it's Coop hiding in the woods. No, I don't think so either. So it's just a random scream. I think, yeah, yeah. I, uh, think- I would have been so impressed if there... If 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 Coop goes back and like does like a uh, a Back to the Future, <laughs> where he influences the events of the movie, um, that would have been so awesome. But uh, alas, well, I mean, or like like a more more involved, not just his quick little in and yeah, out yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, And I mean, yeah, that's that's asking far too much uh, for him to have planned that all out. But um, yeah, would have been nice. Yeah, that would have. I mean, yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, um, but so so Coop is basically watching uh, this girl make out with her boyfriend for a while in the woods, which is kind of shady. Um, mm-hmm. But you realize that he's there to to uh, to quantum leap this. He's trying to save her from dying. <laughs> he's trying to go back in time to set things right that once went wrong. To paraphrase, yeah. quantum leap. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know he has to remember the. The key lesson, which is that you can't change the past. Um, I guess he kind of does. I, I guess we don't really know what's fully happened. But but he ends up, um, he watches her. Uh, there's a part in Firewalk With Me where she jumps off of James's motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes into the woods. And then, there's, and then there's another shot where she comes out of the woods into the uh, clearing where the sex cabin is, where she will be murdered yeah, uh, yeah. by Bob Dad. Um, yeah. So in this alternate reality now where Coop Prime is quantum leaping, he sees her in the woods before she arrives at the sex cabin and offers uh, his hand. And she says, I saw you in my dreams. She feels drawn to him. Yeah. And he leads her. And yeah. you, see a, you see a flash forward to the body being washed up of, of Laura Palmer. And yeah, that body we, disappears. Yeah, which is that was the opening shot of episode one, season one. Hmm. Uh, was that fishing thing also part of it too? Yep, that, that was like the first scene. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Um, so he's affected the future in some way. Yeah, no, he's preventing he's, her death, but he's, he's saved her. I mean, that, that's uh, the whole thing. Do you want to talk about the fishing, the whole fishing scene? I mean, the whole synopsis is it's the first, it's the first scene of the very first episode. That guy. Makes coffee, goes out, and that's how her body's discovered, washed up on the shore. And now, in this scene, he just, go, he just goes out and fishing. Yeah, nothing. She's not dead. Hmm. Okay. But um, what happens is he's leading her through the woods Yeah. to the coordinates, I think. She screams and disappears. Yeah. That, that, 
blood-curdling screen from Cheryl Lee. Yeah, yeah. And then he looks around and, and, and he can't uh, figure out where she went. We cut to Mrs. Palmer's house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looks like the present day. Looks like we're back to today. Yep. And uh, we hear weird noises, some moaning, some agitated moaning, some electricity sounds. Uh, whoever the Foley artist is who, who captured the sound of electricity, I hope they're getting paid by the bolt because it's a lot of electricity sounds. I think that's just Lynch on the weekends, just <laughs> climbing just, up power lines with a boom <laughs> mic. Yeah, that's, that's what he does in his spare time. Yeah, he just sends up a uh, frost. Go climb that thing in the. Go climb that. Uh, go climb that uh, power line in this rainstorm. Frost, like I don't want to do it. He's, we need the sound. Get it, Frost. <laughs> David, I don't feel safe. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You owe me, Frost. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, anyway, there's, there's weird sounds, and then you see Mrs. Palmer come on screen. She yeah. grabs the photo of Laura that's by the table and smashes it and keeps smashing it with, um, I don't know, like a... like a. Is it, is it a bottle? I'm yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah. And there's weird, like, video cuts to make it look kind of supernatural. Yeah. So I guess the theory is, right, that, that Mrs. Palmer is is controlled by, I guess, Judy. Judy Joe Day. Yes. Yeah, Joe Day. Yeah. Um, and uh, that thing is, is mad that Laura Palmer didn't die. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Uh, so that'll, be the, that'll have to be the next confrontation. Yeah, that's you killed, what we're... You killed the father of evil, now you got to go kill the mother of evil. Yeah, now you got to go kill the mother of evil, that's right, yeah. Yeah, now we got to get the guy with the the garden boot to take out Judy. <laughs> <laughs> the garden boot. Yeah. No, no. It's whoever has the, whoever has the right glove. Oh, that's sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, we didn't talk about this. So this garden glove guy, Freddy, mm-hmm. has fulfilled his destiny by going to Twin Peaks and fighting evil. Yep. You think like the glove would fall off or something? Yeah, yeah, I had the same thought. He's just going to wear it for the rest of his life? I mean, it should, like, you know, turn into, like, bright, shining light and then kind of disintegrate or something. Yeah. He should have a beautiful, clean hand, just perfectly manicured, just for him to look at. He's just going to go around with the, with superpowers and get in bar fights and just keep killing people? <laughs> <laughs> just causing blunt force trauma every yeah. time uh, he it's jumps in. Yeah. Um well, uh, then we cut to uh, the Bang Bang Bar, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a woman singing. Yep. All right. But that's it. That's it. That's the end of uh, part one of the end. Okay, the beginning of the end. Yep. Man. Okay. All the uh, fun. All the fun stuff. All the stuff that makes sense. Believe it or not, that was it. That's as good as it's gonna get. Good lord. Because it's it's gonna go into overdrive. I think I think what's un, what's unusual to me is that Coop Prime didn't fight Bob. Yeah, it's bizarre. The Garden Glove guy who has no backstory was on screen for th- two parts. I mean, they introduced him in part fifteen. I mean, he's had <laughs> twenty minutes of airtime. I mean, does I mean do we what what has Coop Prime even accomplished? I guess he went back in time and saved Laura Palmer, and and he oh, put Gordon- the Formica ring. Yeah, on, uh, 
on the body. I mean, I mean, Gordon Cole implies that this is. I mean, David Lynch implies that this is all tied all together. Plan. Yeah, it's Cooper's um, plan all, all coming together. But no, he hasn't accomplished. He so it feels like he's done everything. Like he's saved Laura by going back in time. But I mean, she just disappeared. So it's not entirely clear where she went, right? Yes, we don't know where she went. And 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 the science fiction fan in me is very interested in all the all the uh the dilations, the butterfly effect of oh, not yeah. Laura Palmer. What the hell's gonna happen to this town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's true. Uh, for sure. I mean, is Major Briggs still alive? Uh what's up with Bob? I mean, did he because Bob was in the dad's body. Right. And the dad was only arrested because he killed, he was suspected of killing Laura Palmer. Right, right, right. So, the, so, so Bob is just in the dad's body still. Right. So it's just unleashed on the world. Yeah. So uh, what, what is your, what is your uh, rating for this episode? I mean, I don't think it's going to be a surprise. I mean, I, I love this. This stuff is incredible. The overlay of the face. Oh, forget about <laughs> it's it. The weirdest. Honestly, honestly, that's that has to be the least consequential, one of the least consequential things that happens in the episode. No, it's just like no, a visual like it's like a it's a nice visual. No, but it's so strange. Like it calls into question so many things that are happening. No, it doesn't. You know, no. what's a dream? When does it appear? Why does he say what he says? Ugh. Oh, I find it so interesting. And then the and then you know the decision to have him go back in time, which I don't know. When I first saw it, I was like, what? Are we getting like a Superman one spin around the fly around the world real quick and save Lois Lane from the earthquake kind of thing going on? Yeah. But um, I decided, yeah, I, I kind of love it. You know, the Laura Palmer, you know, disappearing and no longer being dead. Yeah, I love it. A, A all around. My rating for this episode. Oh, man. Should we go F? Wow. I don't know. I mean, look, when you have a confrontation between good and evil, mm-hmm. it's got to be more, uh, it's got to be less physical and more uh, intellectual or psychic. And I don't mean psychic in terms of like moving objects with your mind, but psychic in terms of like, like a mental fight. Okay. You can't, you can't punch evil into submission. Uh, that's like the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no, it's it's ridiculous. No, I think that's the point. I mean, I think that's the point. Uh, how, how are you going to kill the thing that... But then why even show it, you know? Because, you know, people want to know what happens to Bob. Uh, but he doesn't matter. Like, that's... I think that's the point. It's just, well, then why is he in the, this, this why avatar? Is he in season three? Because he's he's an avatar for pure evil, but the the pure evil that's done is what's what's done to Laura. Like that's the that's the real life evil that happens every day, you know, on this planet. There, it's there not are ways. The, it's not it's not the it's not the scary orb that flies around the room and cuts people up. You know? There are ways to to, so just to address that though and entertain it without also undercutting it by having this fist fight. <laughs> no, but not if you want to make fun of superhero movies. <laughs> I, I I really can't believe that that the second to last episode of of, of David Lynch's magnum opus is yeah, like, you know and what, this, this really is what it is. He just saw Thor: The Dark World. He's like, I got to take that thing down. 
<laughs> I know I do. I think he thought, uh, I like how this looks. He's a orb. And just like a superhero movie, we're just going to beat this thing and beat its head in. No, no. F. I'm unconvinced. <laughs> oh, for shame. For shame. Wow. No, no good. No good. What did, uh, what did AV Club say? Uh, they, gave this, they gave this an A, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're hard-pressed to find a critic that didn't give this five stars. But, you know, <laughs> at, at this point, right? I mean, you've kind of – it's kind of a self-selecting group to make it to oh, that's episode true. 17, right? <laughs> you would be you'd be offended if you if you saw how I watch this. I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching it and, like, constantly checking how much time is left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my arms are crossed and I'm, I'm leaning back skeptically watching the screen being like, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, I, I, I frequently, I remember when, uh, let's see, when, when I think when he, uh, 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 let's see, he goes back in time, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, he takes her hand mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I don't think I said it out loud, but I thought to myself, oh, he's going to like save her. <laughs> And then the body disappeared, <laughs> and I went, "Huh." <laughs> That's amazing. That's so funny. No, I think most people are being subjected to this. Uh, you know, since we started doing this, I, I now have uh, uh, gray hairs in my beard. <laughs> I don't know if it's related, but I mean, it's that's that's the timing matches up pretty pretty exactly. <laughs> My wife is always like, uh, "How can you? How can you watch this stuff? <laughs> it just eats at you, you know." Yeah, it's the world uh, as it is. You have to confront it. Yeah.